You might be familiar with Rossini's charming little opera, The Barber of Seville, or the dramatic overture in William Tell. But listen a little closer and you might notice the wit and humour of the characters he paints in his operas, his masterful use of the crescendo to create tension and excitement, and the way he managed to incorporate elements of dance, such as the tarantella or the waltz, into his compositions. Everywhere you look, there's more to be found in Rossini. Peruvian tenor Juan Diego Flores is a fan. He'll be singing his music on tour in Australia. Juan, welcome to you. Thank you very much. I want to take you back to before you started singing Rossini. You grew up singing in your mother's pub in Lima. Tell me, what would you sing for the pub goers to entertain them? Well, uh, I was singing everything from Peruvian music to Elvis Presley to the Beatles to boleros from Latin America, tangos. So everything. I I had to have a really extensive repertoire. And I had to also make people dance. The thing is, I was only 14, 15, 16 when I was singing there. And they would call me when the singer was uh, sick. So it was not age appropriate for me to be there. <laughs> you must have learned so much. I mean, particularly trying to compete with a rowdy pub full of drunks. I mean, this really is teaching an entertainer how to command attention. Exactly. And, and to last for a long time because uh, I had to sing for for some hours. So this was a good school. (laughs) (laughs) I read that your introduction to opera involved the performance programs of the local uh, theatre. Tell me the story. Now, the story is I was uh, in New York uh, doing auditions because I wanted to study in in New York or Philadelphia. I ended up studying in Philadelphia at the Curtis Institute of Music. Uh, But I was there uh, completely without money. And I sang in the metro once, in the in the subway, uh, Neapolitan songs, I remember. And then I went to the Metropolitan Opera because I wanted to, to go to the operas, but I didn't have money for the tickets. So there was a program there that you could take, but it was to be sold. But I didn't realize, so I got it, and there was $5 written in the back. So I figured I could buy a sandwich by giving them back giving it back. So that's how I got $5. (laughs) After that, I went back to the Met and I thought, okay, I will buy my ticket by doing this. But then I said, no, this is not good because this is like stealing. yeah. And then uh, um, a security guard told me, listen, I have a ticket. Uh, Somebody just gave it to me because uh, the person uh, whom she was with uh, was going to come, but she doesn't come. So um, I give it to you. And this was a, like a $300 <laughs> um, ticket. And I could see, uh, I think it was Lucia di Lammermoor hmm. at the Met. So I got lucky. I think a lot of music students know that desperation when you're uh, you know, so committed to your passion that you've got to find any way to get by. It was when you were studying at the Curtin Institute in Philadelphia that you were really introduced to Joachino Rossini for the first time. Tell me about that first impression that Rossini made in you. Well, I was lucky to go to a school that um, was putting on operas, complete operas with makeup, with costumes, with a great orchestra. So I had a lot of experience by doing them. And uh, one of the first operas they did was uh, Il Viaggio a Reims uh, by Rossini and then also 
the Barber of Seville. So I could do these two operas there. And uh, I was really, uh, I didn't know that my thing was Rossini. So uh, when I went to Italy and uh, Ernesto Palacio, who was my mentor really, he told me, great, you're going to do the Barber Seville, we will prepare it. And we, we prepared it, and he said, you are meant to sing Rossini. And when I went back, I, was, uh, I had studied a little bit the role, and I was doing it easily. So for me, uh, it was, um, it was uh, fun and easy to sing Rossini, especially to sing the coloratura, this fast notes in succession and the high notes of course for me it was no problem so this is what I did in the beginning of my career the first years of my career and also other bel canto like Bellini, Donizetti and uh, yeah it, it, it really everybody said wow it's so difficult what you do but for me it was easier than singing anything else so Came naturally, uh, yeah. yeah. There is a story about the French opera singer Gilbert Dupré, who in 1831, whilst performing Rossini's opera, William Tell, delivered the high C uh, in a way that no one had heard before. How can a musical note like the high C be re- rediscovered like this? It just shows you how much personality can go into the, the musical notation on the page. Yes, Dupré was... Um was a special tenor because he he had um, the, the singing style was changing there were some singers that were singing a bit different um, and he was exploring with his voice actually he was uh, uh, doing Guillaume Tell he was he was not supposed to do it he was replacing somebody and in the dressing room he was uh, trying <laughs> the high C's these high C's were meant to be sung in a mixed type of voice but he trying by trying he discovered he could do it like with a full sound and it was a sensation actually in the whole Europe that he became the fashionable tenor of the time and displaced uh, the one who was the king a contemporary of him who was Nurit so uh, after that Nurit wanted to to be able to do also the high notes like that, but he couldn't. So the style started to change from that on, and this became the famous high C uh, done with a full voice, which we we still do now. This is the, let's say, the, the, the standard way of doing a high C. Yeah, it's a, a very athletic... Uh, note uh, requiring lots of discipline and practice for for you. Uh, Juan Diego Flores is in the studio with me. We're discussing, well, his singing career and the reasons why he's performing Rossini uh, on tour. I'll give you those details for the Australian tour in just a moment on RN Drive. I read that you usually work on your voice alone. You don't have a voice coach uh, or you didn't uh, ha- have one since you were at the conservatorium. Uh, this is sort of unusual. So what does your practice involve exactly? Well, it's true. I don't have a vocal coach or teacher since 95. And I have been working with, uh, with um, yeah, coaches that are in theatres. Like when you do a production in a the theatre, there's a, there's a coach, of course, the conductors, but really uh, nothing 
like a like a teacher, regular teacher. I, I, I became autosufficient. I thought that this was very important for a traveling singer, which which is the opera singer. You use your uh, phone, don't you? You record your voice on your phone to listen back to correct This yes. sounds like an excellent idea for an app. Oh, yes. <laughs> Although you don't <laughs> it. tells it. you if you're right or wrong <laughs> yeah. after that. Yes, I put I, I put the phone in the in the public. You know, when when there are rehearsals, there's no public, of course. But I put it on the seat, and then I, I I record the rehearsal, and then I listen to myself, and then I correct myself. Let's say, so I think it's very important for a young singer to record oneself, and to of course I don't say don't have a, a teacher. Of course, you should have a teacher, but be be able to teach yourself. Be able to to fix your problems. This is very, very important. Yeah. Well, you've got your guitar with you now. Uh, You're going to sing something for us. Tell me, what are you going to sing and what does it mean to you? (laughs) Well, with a guitar, I cannot sing opera. (laughs) True. So I will will sing a song, which is Bésame Mucho. Ah, Bésame Mucho. Very good. Uh, Looking forward to hearing it. Uh, Juan Diego Flores has been my guest. He'll be performing tomorrow night, Thursday, the 2nd of November at Melbourne's Hamer Hall on Sunday the 5th of November at Sydney Opera House and on Tuesday the 7th of November at Llewellyn Hall in Canberra. Besame mucho now. Juan Diego Flores, thank you so much for being my guest. You're welcome. Besame, besame mucho Como si fuera esta noche la Bésame, bésame mucho Que tengo miedo perderte, perderte después Bésame, bésame mucho Si fuera esta noche la última vez Bésame, bésame mucho Que tengo miedo perderte, perderte después Quiero tenerte muy cerca Mirarme en tus ojos, verte junto a mí Piensa que tal vez mañana yo ya estaré lejos, muy lejos de aquí. Bésame, bésame mucho, como si fuera esta noche la última vez. Bésame, bésame mucho. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.